Imagine knowing exactly what your students are learning and exactly which steps you need to take next. Join us in Down With The Reading Quiz to craft meaningful and productive formative assessments that move away from gotcha moments of basic recall and toward assessing what your students actually can do. In this 30-minute free masterclass, we'll share three powerful assessment keys that work for any novel at any time of the year. Head to shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to sign up, and we'll also send you a free workbook to keep track of all your notes. Once again, that's shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to nail formative assessments forever. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Marie. What are you up to later? Want to join me for happy hour? I'm all in. And guess what's amazing? Our listeners and friends of the podcast can also join us because Brave New Teaching Happy Hour has officially launched. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. We are officially hanging out a little bit longer after school with an extended extra private podcast feed just for you. Yes. Members of Happy Hour get extra 15 minutes of the podcast, give or take, because you know us, we run a little bit long. It's just kind of how we are. But if you would like to get in on this Happy Hour action, please join us. It is only $5 a month. Head to curriculumrehab.com slash happy hour and get yourself signed up because when you're there, Amanda, tell our friends what we do every month for our Happy Hour members. I think my favorite part is coming up with a new free resource for our listeners every month. And then we pretty much break down that resource and how to use it. We also like to have guests on to do extended episodes and even Q&A that's just for you about that resource. It's really exclusive and super private just for you. So if you are like us and you like hanging out, you like chit-chatting about all things that are teaching, teacher life, and everything under that umbrella, join us for happy hour and we will see you there. Bye. Bye. Well, hello and welcome back to Brave New Teaching and welcome to the second in our series about nonfiction, specifically biography and memoir. This series, full disclosure, is us getting ready to bring to you another workshop. You might know of them as festivals because that's what we've been calling them for a while, but we're really realizing that this professional development that we are providing is more of a virtual workshop. So we're changing our lingo a little bit. Amanda's nodding along with me. Hi, Amanda. Hi. We talked about that a little bit in our last episode. And in our last episode, we decided that we needed to record this episode because there were so many things left unsaid about the genre that we're focusing on for this upcoming workshop. And that is biography and memoir. So if you missed the last episode, you might want to pop back over there after you finish listening here so that you're kind of getting all of this flow, amping you up, getting you excited to join our workshop. We're here to unpack one of the most powerful and sometimes one of the most underutilized Mm -hmm. genres in the ELA curriculum world. And that is of biography and memoir. So we're going to walk through some essential question approaches to this genre. And we really want this episode to serve as like your initial brainstorming so that when you come to the festival, you are feeling like, okay, I'm prepared. I have these ideas. Now I'm ready for Amanda and Marie to give it all. So that's, that's what we're going to do. Yeah, because in the actual workshop itself, you're going to get a lot. I mean, those of you who have who have done either or both of our Shakespeare festival workshops 
our teaching dystopia virtual workshop, you know that we provide a lot of strategy and a lot of content. So let's kind of get behind just the beginning and like the inner mechanics of how to think about some of the stuff when we're talking about biography and memoir. It all starts with Brave New Teaching. It all starts with questions. It all starts with essential questions. And we are approaching biography and memoir in a way, it might, it might feel weird to be asking like, well, how am I going to ask questions about someone's experience that's written down? Like what kind of questions could there possibly be? Don't you worry. We have many ideas for you and we have some ways to just kind of like wrap your mind around it. But first we need to cue the music. You're listening to Brave New Teaching, and we are so much more than a podcast. We give teachers the inspiration, support, and tools to challenge the status quo. I'm Amanda, and I'm a former English teacher from Illinois. And I'm Marie, and I'm a teacher from Southern California. Join us at bravenewteaching.com to find out more about our courses, festivals, and get every episode's show notes. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Okay, friends, as we dive right in here, um, I want to pause for a second just to say if you're listening to this in real time, our upcoming workshop on biography and memoir, teaching biography and memoir, a virtual workshop, is coming up very soon. It is going to actually officially kick off and start on October 3rd, 2022. You can head to the show notes now and become a part of it and get yourself registered and make sure that you grab a hold of our freebie goodies that are there wet, ready and waiting for you so that you can be all prepped to start. And if you are listening to this after that point in time, it's all still there for you and it's all available now. So, you know, it's really the world is your oyster friends. That's what I'm saying. Well, and if you're new around here, how it works is that during the week that we are kind of live and celebrating and doing all of the work together, the videos will drop one day at a time. And so they'll stack. And so you have a chance to asynchronously watch our trainings day by day by day. And if you're in it with us for that week, it's only $7. It's a very, very affordable PD. You probably want to clear your evenings for that week and that weekend. Uh, But we do the workshop Monday to Monday. So it includes for a lot of you, probably that Indigenous Peoples weekend holiday. And even if you don't have that Monday off, you'll have that weekend. Um, So we highly encourage you to sign up right away. Um, But if you know, again, either you know that you're going to be super busy or you're listening to this later, we have other options for you that are a little bit more expensive, but they give you a lot of time to digest the PD and use it for your planning and how you need it. So we want to be giving you affordable, purposeful, strategic PD because we talk all the time. If you missed our classroom management series, We believe that classroom management, behavior management, building a classroom community is founded in you having a clear direction for the design of your curriculum, the design of your year, how things fit together. And we're just trying to provide another piece of that puzzle to you with this particular unit. And one thing that I think we don't, we're going to jump into the essential questions uh, approach for biography and memoir in just a second, but there's something I just thought of when Amanda was talking. We don't talk about it often enough, I think, on the podcast, but your school should, if you can get them to, should should be paying for your teacher professional development. And so <laughs> if this is something that you're like, you know what, that sounds great, but but I already bought all of this for my classroom. I already did this, that, and the other. I already purchased a whole set of books out of my own pocket. 
we've got, I've got a little one pager, a little PDF that you can send off to your admin or to your uh, finance or whoever it is that's in charge or your department chair. If this is something that you're interested in or any of the stuff that we provide that you would be interested in for yourself, for your team, for your department, whatever it is, head to the show notes and go to uh, any of the different pages for our different like workshops or curriculum rehab or what have you. There are some one pages that you can download and send off to the powers that be. And it gives them all the information that they would need in order to cut you a school funds check to send our way so that it is not coming out of the teacher. We don't often talk about money stuff in general, especially not on the podcast, just because it doesn't really feel like it has a spot. But because today's episode is like a a primer for a lot of the content that we're going to have in the actual workshop itself, what we have today is absolutely going to be like useful and valuable on its own. I just thought I would throw that out there that like, you know what? Schools should be paying to develop their teachers professionally. And that said, that's another reason that we make that $7 option available. I mean, we really think that if you're in a place where that's not going to happen, buy us a cup of coffee, right? Like that's pretty much what that $7 option is. Marie and I, if you've again, been through a festival before, we work really hard and put together a really thorough strategic workshop for you all. And we want everyone to have access to that. So pick your, you know, your direction and we're going to, we're going to serve it up. And we're really pumped about this. And we're really, we talked about it in the last episode, kind of steering away from what we normally talk about. And we're really excited to do that because I know that this is going to push you as well in your journey as a curriculum designer, because that's what we want to do. We want to empower you to feel like you can make those decisions and feel confident in them. Absolutely. So let's jump in, shall we? Let's talk about asking questions. Let's talk about essential questions to frame and approach with inquiry when we are talking about the genre of biography and memoir, not just nonfiction in general, because I think that that's too big, but specifically biography and memoir. And like Amanda said before, if you missed last week's episode where we make the case for why biography and memoir, give that one a little listen either after this or like pause and go back and then come back to this because I think it'll frame everything really nicely for you. But we've got three kind of approaches to building a unit around biography and memoir. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Not peppering it in, but we're talking about a standalone unit on its own that focuses on works that are authentic voice and coming directly from the perspective of uh, lived experience. So our first approach is to look at it as a genre, like I was just saying, specifically looking at the genre of biography, the genre of memoir. They're kind of like the same. It's biography and autobiography. Amanda really actually does a great job in her curriculum design at looking at genre for the sake of genre. So I'm going to let her take the mic on this one. Well, it's similar to any other genre, right? The question is going to be, what makes a memoir a memoir? Like, how does it work? How does it function? Uh, What are the things that make a memoir different from other types of reading. And I think, you know, this is a, this is a Marzano thing. I keep coming back to one of the most powerful things we can do with our students is help them learn to categorize Uh things, to categorize, to sort, to define. And, And I think that that's a really nice thing that genre can do. It's also a limitation sometimes. So be careful with that. But I think knowing the way a memoir works, the goals of a memoir, what it's supposed to produce for the reader is something that is, a little bit of like a zoomed out version of this kind of unit, but kind of cool, especially if when we talk about essential questions, 
we have three components that we really look at. We look at first kind of the, the themes or maybe even the genre in this case. We look at the skills that we really want to cover. And then we look at the assessments. Those three things work together in the design of this question. So if we're going to do an EQ based on the genre, then I'm probably going to have, I should have an assessment that's also based on the genre. And that would look like students are writing their own memoir period. <laughs> like that, that's, that's what I envision in this category. Um, so if we want an EQ about memoir to match up with the rest of the unit, you want to kind of have that back and forth. We always backwards plan. Um, so knowing that what we're going to be planning for in this unit is getting students ready to do their own. So if you wanted to do a memoir unit on the genre of memoir, we would want students to be looking at things like style, things like structure, things right that are genre pieces of what the actual memoir writers are following and using to be effective. Um, this could work with a single, like a whole class novel, you're all doing the same memoir, or this could work with choice. Um, students are all doing different memoirs. And I would probably start like, so since I'm backwards designing this EQ, I would keep the EQ pretty open. And we can get into much, much, much more detail in the workshop. But I would start with something around the lines of truth, right? Like I think about memory, the relationship between memory and truth and like, how much of my memory needs to be true for it to matter? Um, you know, things like that. Like, does that, does that even matter? I wrote a great question with a school once. And we wrote this question, even when fragmented, how do our memories impact who we are and who we become? Ooh, well, now it gives me chills. That's the juice. And like, but that's, that's a question about memory and yeah. memoir, right? It's a very memoir specific question that would be really beautiful as a prompt for writing at the end as well. So that's, that's kind of where my head goes for memoir as a genre, like really lining out the rules of how it works. And then the question kind of balances out both the interest of the unit and the assessment itself. So I love the idea of memory. I've always, we talked about memory in one of our Shakespeare episodes too. We were talking about memory and how it impacts story. And I would even say looking at the genre itself, like to be genre specific, I think something about empathy would be great in there. Something about like, just, just take it for what it is. Ask a question about looking at the world through someone else's eyes. Ask a question. What's the Atticus Finch uh, quote? Don't know a man um, until you walked in his shoes, something, something. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The, the question I ask about that is, in, is about when injustice occurs, is empathy enough? Yeah. But, and, and even just understanding somebody's experience in order to build like, what, what is the importance of empathy period? Like it, it depends on what you're looking at. It depends on where you are in the school year and what depth you're ready to go to with your students. Like something else that could be just genre specific to like dive into is just the idea of everyone having a story to tell. Why does my story matter? It, it d does my story matter <laughs> and why, right? Yeah. And, and so, and, and these aren't specifically the questions necessarily you would ask, but this is where you would start in shaping a question is like, what am I looking for here? What is the goal of reading this in the first place? And then how can I shape a question to like, basically like forge a path for that experience as a learner? 
I use the metaphor all the time. Like we're putting bumpers on our lane, right? Like the, the essential question philosophy you should listen to in previous episodes. We won't go all the way into it, but this, this is what creates the thread that connects everything together. And the connections, not for like forced cookie cutter, adorable teaching. It's for students to have something to hold on to. It's a lifeline for their critical thinking and for things to fall into place in their cognition. Um, when we just kind of throw stuff out there, kids are learning, but they, they might not be making the kinds of connections that they could be if there was a more clear thread that connected the dots. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's, and I think that this is a good place for us to move into our second, like, realm of thinking about approaching biography and memoir as a unit. And that's, looking at it story specific. This would be the whole class novel approach, really. It's looking at a specific text, which is funny because we always say, don't make something text specific. That's not what we mean. <laughs> like We're talking still about decentering the text or decentering the novel. If you've been around here for a minute, you've heard us say that quite a few times. The difference between, how would we word the difference between story specific or like whole class novels or whole class text specific essential question versus centered on the text. I think it's just kind of in the brainstorm process for us. You yeah. know, like when we're brainstorming an EQ, I like to know my text inside and out because that text I've chosen it for a reason, right? It, it is the center. It's, it's the, it's the vehicle that's yeah. going to get the, you know, help the learning happen. And like, it's the big picture of that vehicle, right? It's like, it's knowing that this story is about these universal truths and then kind of choosing one, maybe two of those thematic layers to kind of help again, put up those bumpers so that, you know, like just mercy is a great example. I think that you're going to talk about a little bit and just mercy. Like if you think about it for too long, we could send the kids in a lot of directions. And sometimes that's not so great for critical thinking. Kids kind of need, again, not like a really straight and narrow line of, they need bumpers, but they need to kind of stay in a realm to let things overlap and to let yeah. text work together. It's like, a, it's like a recipe, right? Like if you're going to make soup, like you can throw a bunch of random stuff in a pot and call it soup, but it's not going to meld or make sense unless like those layers are done on purpose. Spoken like someone who thinks they know what they're doing when they make soup, but like well, the metaphor holds, right? The metaphor holds. It's, it's like the chocolate chip cookie lesson that I think I've talked about on this podcast before, where when we're talking about crafting an essay or crafting an argument, I liken it to making chocolate chip cookies. It's got ingredients, right? Writing has ingredients, putting together a unit because it's the same idea. You're still designing like a writer. You're still authoring a unit and curriculum. You can have all of the butter, all of the <laughs> vanilla extract, the eggs, the dry ingredients. You can have all of them, but if you lump them all in at the same time, it's not going to turn out like a chocolate chip cookie the way that you've known it. If you put them in like, at like if you put just the eggs and the flour together and then try to put in the butter, it's not going to have the same chemical reaction as if you did it in the proper way that the recipe calls for. It's the same thing that we're talking about here. This moment that we're talking about coming up with an essential question and inquiry to drive discovery and critical thinking and conversation and learning, it's all in the brainstorming process. And that is something that as teachers on a time crunch, which is just teachers, period, right? Like we're always on a bit of a time crunch. We're always on a bit of an energy crunch. There's always 
going to be something like that. Taking the time to let the brainstorm process is hard. And that is one of the things that we teach in curriculum rehab or even in our our course curriculum rehab or even in our free challenge unit makeover. We really distill the brainstorming process as much as we can so that you can like take those steps, but not feel like you have to spend six weeks doing it because it's something that we've like tried and true. We've got some strategies for it. So just head to the show notes. If you want to try a unit makeover, you can see what we're talking about there, but allowing yourself to trust that process and say, okay. I'm making a new recipe. I know that I'm going to have ingredients, which are going to be a whole class text. If we're looking specific at a story approach, I know I'm going to have some supplementals in there somewhere. I know I'm going to have some formative assessments and a summative assessment, and I'm not quite sure how they're going to go together yet. And that's okay. And just kind of figuring it out as you go and allowing all of that to inform the question you're going to ask. That's what we're talking about. And so when we talk about like Marie had you originally asked me like the difference between text oh, yeah. centered and then, like <laughs> using the text to write your essential question, but we'll flip through a couple of quick examples. And like like I said, we're gonna do the in depth plunge into all of these with a ton more um, in the festival. We just wanted to give you a taste because this is like your homework. This is your homework before you get to the festival is to start fleshing out like what you kind of want your unit to look like. So. Crying in HMART. Let's talk about Crying in HMART. If you haven't read Crying in HMART yet, you need to read it. It probably should be one of the memoirs you think about teaching. But if I'm going to write an essential question and we're all reading the same memoir, and that's Crying in HMART, Crying in HMART has a very specific set of themes, topics, and experiences that are completely different from just mercy, right? Like I'm not mm-hmm. asking Crying in HMART about justice um, or incarceration. Uh, In Crying in HMART, I'm going to be talking about family, grief, illness, parent-child relationships. Like those are going to be the driving, like starting phrases that I'm going to workshop into that essential question. So I'm going to start pairing together my stems, you know, things like to what extent or an if then question. And then I'm going to start playing with things like if blank, then blank. Um, And my blanks are going to be things about family and grief. And maybe even like coming of age could be part of that. Same thing. Like, let's talk about Glass Castle. Glass Castle. Mm -hmm. A lot of you I know teach Glass Castle. Glass Castle deals with extraordinary, bizarre, psychological family dynamics, parent-child relationships. Um, It's definitely a coming-of-age story. Um, You could be looking at trauma of varying degrees. And I think that that's completely separate from what I would do with Crying in H-Mart. So think about the way that the story is both a memoir, right, but also its own story, those are the components that I think would I would be filtering through my mind as I'm designing an essential question. So let's think of though, like I want a specific example of what we're not talking about. Like I want a non-example. A non-example. Yeah. For instance, you've read uh, Trevor Noah, Born a Crime. Yes, I have. So what? Okay. So themes that we have there, right? There's definitely family. There's def- actually, in fact, that's a fantastic one. Let's just talk about the theme of family or even coming of age could be another one too. An essential question that is a true essential question would do exactly what Amanda was just talking about. It would weave the theme of family somehow into this one text that everybody's going to be reading because we're looking specifically at the story. A question that is just story specific centering the text. It's what we don't want to do a non-example and now I'm like blanking on what I would say. What would you say? Well, you you would be naming like 
Trevor yeah. Noah or naming things that are content related. Like yes. your goal would be like to. It would be like, how does Trevor Noah's uh, relationship with his mother yes. inform his perspective on yada, yada, yada. That would be a discussion question. It would not be an essential question because there's not a whole lot you can do with that throughout the entire book. There right. we go. An essential question would be to what extent does family shape my identity? Boom. I almost said boom goes the dynamite again. And that would have been two episodes in a row. And she made fun of me last time. Okay. Well, now you just did it anyway. Well, you like how I But that's a very basic one. I mean, I've seen that question for fiction and nonfiction, but that works really well with any story that where like the family dynamics are impacting the identity and the growth of the protagonist or the narrator, whoever that is, that works really well. Because to what extent it's kind of challenging but mm-hmm. it's also like right in front of you as you're watching in this memoir, that person grow up, that person be impacted by their family to varying degrees. All along the way. Okay, let's talk about our third approach to biography and memoir uh, from an inquiry standpoint. And that is purely theme. This would be a way. So Amanda and I approach our units differently. She is much more comfortable in the all class text realm and I am much more comfortable in the students like finite choice book clubs lit circles whatever you want to call it realm it just happens to be where our strengths lie so this would be where I would go to first it's the idea of a more central theme it's honestly the same thing we just talked about or like family could be a theme except it wouldn't just be Trevor Noah born a crime it would be Trevor Noah born a crime it would be glass castle it would be what's the one with the the author she was in um I can see the cover and my head, I'm looking on my Amazon thing right now. Is it called The Country I Love or something like that? She was in Orange is the New Black, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. The, I have to look it up now. Sorry, everybody's waiting for me. In The Country We Love by Diane Guerrero. Yes. Diane Guerrero, that's right. I was going to say Denise, but yeah, Diane Guerrero. Yeah, I know, I knew I was off. Um, It's called In The Country We Love, A Family Divided. That one is absolutely fantastic. There are a bunch where you can look at family in general, and then shape your question where it would apply to all of these different choices. It just depends on how you want to think about it and where you want to go and how you want to form the guardrails or the bumpers so that your journey goes where you want it to be. And similarly, so this again, if you haven't listened to the episode previous to this one, one of the greatest assets of the memoir genre is the ability to group texts based on all of these different things, right? We can look at geography, culture, time period, race relationships. I mean, there are so many things Like I think about a lot of teachers I know teach a long walk to water. So mm-hmm. you could have, you could have a set. So I think when Marie's talking about this too, like thematically, you're almost thinking about like the list of books that are available that would all fit that essential question and like the theme that you've put in there. So you're not necessarily starting with a book, you're starting with a theme. So I think you're just, your head is starting in a different place, even though the result might be very similar. You're starting with like this list. And instead of telling kids, we're going to read memoirs about global crises, that's a thematic unit. And there's nothing wrong with that other than the investment in an inquiry unit is that students are reading in order to answer a big question about the world. And so we're just taking that idea of theme, but making it a little bit more meaningfully tangible and ripe for critical thinking. So, I mean, Long Watch Water is a great example. Even like 
looking at, um, there is a long list of comedy writers who have done mm-hmm. incredible work. I think about Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, bossy pants. And yes, oh my, I love it. Yes. Oh my word. And like their commentary in their memoirs is so centered on media. What it's, well, these are two women. So this is like the women's experience of, in, of comedy. in comedy and what that looks like and like body image and like those kinds of things. So like we could have, like thematically a whole nother direction. If you're going to start with theme and then build a list around that, it's a totally different experience than starting with a novel and then building supplements and experiences around that. They're both equally powerful. It's just for you. Again, this is your homework is to decide where you're at, where you're going to start. You know, one of the reasons that I've always been so comfortable in whole class novels is because that's been my situation. I've almost never been in a situation where we had money to buy books because I wanted to do a choice unit. A never. Um, My last school that I I left um, a little while ago sort of did, but they were saying we're doing lit circles. And then there was a list of random books that had no connection to each other. And I was like, well, what a way to waste money. So that's cool. Or it's um, like all by American authors. And you're like, uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So like, I had to get good at like cleaning up a whole class. Cause I was given a stack of, this is what you're teaching. But the two approaches are so rich to think about. If you have both options, start thinking, start brainstorming. Yeah. And, and, and we do have, we have more episodes about like lit circles and again, kind of how to approach this sort of stuff. We talked about how to, use text when students won't read at home. Like we've got a couple of episodes on that. So just check out our show notes for all of this different stuff. Again, the point of this episode is to give you a place to start the brainstorm and let it, let it get bubbling and moving around in your noggin. Uh, no matter where you're at, if you're ready to start teaching something like this, or if you're just kind of thinking about a different unit completely, sometimes hearing the conversation just about design in general will kind of like spark a little bit of something. Um, And we really do hope that you will join us for our teaching biography and memoir workshop starting in October. Again, if you're listening in real time, it's coming up very soon. And uh, if the time has already passed, then it is there. It is ready. It is waiting for you. And it wants you to, okay, I don't know. I was getting weird. Marie, for my brain, can we recap our three methods we just went through just, just for like some closure? Yes, absolutely. So when we are approaching specifically biography and memoir, the way that Amanda and I are looking at it is that if you're doing a whole unit around this genre or using this genre, there are a few different ways you can look at it. First, looking at the genre itself, the genre for what it is for authentic voice, for a story being told uh, about like, or like through the lens of authentic experience. The second way is looking at one singular text and using themes within that story or using, well, yeah, no themes within that story to craft a question or looking at theme specifically in order to select texts, right? And asking a question that's maybe a little bit more broad or maybe it's super specific, but it applies to more than one text. And that would be the like, uh, lit circle book club approach. And I use Thank both you. in one of my courses and I love it. You're my welcome. My brain needed that. Thank you. Yeah, I really You're appreciate welcome. that. I'm, I do what I can. You know what? I'm, I'm here for you and for our listeners. Because they're here too. Yes. All right, friends. We are going to skedaddly do because... We just gave you a you lot to think about. You just made an allusion to the glass castle. That they call it do, to do the skedaddle. Every time they leave town, they do the skedaddle. Oh, that's true. They do. They do the skedaddle. Gosh, I haven't read that in a minute too. Okay, friends. Yeah. 
Have a wonderful day. If you are teaching, we hope everything goes well. If you are not teaching, we also hope everything goes well. And uh, thank you for joining us today. If you have a moment, actually, to leave us a rating and review on iTunes, we would ever so appreciate it because it helps other people find the podcast and join our Brave New Teaching community. And we are very much the more the merrier around here. We want to make things just easier for everybody. Yeah, that's the that's the hope. That's why we bother to do this every (laughs) single week. Absolutely. Okay, friends, thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you next time. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Brave New Teaching. We'd love to keep the conversation going over on Instagram. And while you're there, check out the links in our bio for the most up-to-date events going on in the Brave New Teaching community. Thanks for being here and have a great week at school.